Hello, best friends of the kind of funny community. My name is Kyle Stevenson, aka Who Dat Ninja seventy three, and welcome to episode two of Best Friends Talk Funny, a one on one kind of funny community podcast where we get to know a KFBF a whole lot better. Episode one was with the one and only Zyger, and it was super fun talking to him about how his name uh, came about. Uh, and his love for Pokemon, that man loves Pokemon more than anyone in the history of mankind. And um, I love him. He's great. I hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, make sure you let me know if I need to improve on anything. I want to make this a quality thing. I want to make sure I'm not wasting your time. And don't yell at me because I'm saying that because I'm going to say it until I get more comfortable doing this. Um... I'm sorry if that's coming off antagonistic, but it's been a long day. Uh, for episode two, I have the one and only super incredibly talented Mike Toundro, uh, the man who created this podcast music. Uh, I know Mike personally. I've met him in real life. We met a little bit over an, uh, a year ago at a community meetup that I helped um, throw with Kelsey, his now girlfriend. Um, If you don't know him, you might recognize him from the guy who did a full-on music video for his promposal for Kind of Funny Prom, and it was shown on the morning show. Uh, He's a great person to talk to. I love hanging out with him, and I hope you enjoy this episode. And without further ado... Let's get to know a best friend. Kind of funny is best friends. What that means is we are there for each other. What that means is that you can go to any kind of funny live event. You can go to an RTX. You can go to a PAX. And if you see someone in one of our shirts, you can go up and talk to them. You can go to dinner with them. Kind of funny is this. Like the, uh, you didn't get a whole lot of snow today. Like it wasn't as bad as you thought. No, I mean it rained in the morning, and then two o'clock hit, and it looked like Island of the Goddamn Misfit Toys. <laughs> it, it's fun. <laughs> it's funny because uh, the first episode with Zyger, I had to re-record on the last nor'easter we had last week. The one on Friday. Friday, yeah. So yeah, that was I fun guess also. I guess I just record podcasts on nor'easter days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, for me it didn't start um, coming down till two thirty, three o'clock, and where, it's been stopping every yeah. The, where is Zyger in? Zyger's in California. Oh, that piece of shit. Yeah, so I don't think he understands what a nor'easter is. I don't think he knows what snow is. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> um, so Mike, for the people who don't know who you are, where are you from? What do you do? Uh, I am from good old Yonkers, New York. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Y-O. <laughs> um, I am a audio engineer, uh, both freelance and working for the Jacob Burns Film Center uh, based in Pleasantville. Essentially, it's a, uh, a non-profit film organization. I do a lot of the films for them. I do tech for them. Uh, 
I mix a lot of stuff. And through that, I get a lot of freelance. Like, I got a couple of films that were shown at Sundance recently. Uh, something, like, coming up. I don't know when this is posting, but um, something's getting shown at South by Southwest, which is really cool. That's so, awesome. Yeah. What, yeah kind, just, what, kind of, uh, what kind of projects? Uh, anything from, like, really weird uh, stop-motion animated films about uh, pregnancy scares to educational films about the Beatles to okay. uh, to just weird uh, Jewish film festival ads. <laughs> it's, I'm kind of like all over the place. Wow. And occasionally, occasionally like yeah. <laughs> hardcore hip hop and weird punk rock. And yeah. <laughs> so pretty much everything under the sun. If yeah. If they ask you to do it, you'll do it. Pretty much. How'd you get in, involved in all that stuff? Uh, just... I guess it was back in high school, like just really connecting with like some like certain kinds of bands, certain kinds of music, getting into like punk rock and stuff and getting into pop punk. Um, and then just I'm think we're going to talk about it later, but hearing like yeah. a certain record and just being like, how the hell did they make that? How does that guitar sound that way? How does vocal sound that way? And just f- this whole world just fucking opening up. Yeah. And <laughs> fast forward like a year later, I'm like. I bought a, like, Costco-branded drum kit, and I'm using a Rock Band microphone to try to get, like, a, a drum sound that can kind of sound okay-ish, but, yeah. spoiler it didn't. Uh, <laughs> were, were you, like, a kid in high school that did, like, the, the music instruments and stuff? Uh, yeah, it probably, like, really kicked in around, like, sophomore year. For freshman year, okay. I was I was a super quiet kid. I mm-hmm. really kept to myself. Um, I, like, K through 8, I really got bullied a lot, um... I mean, as I'm sure, like, yeah, like, all of us have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's what this community is kind of about, how we all mm-hmm. connect. Yeah. Um, so I, I had my guard up in high school, um, at least freshman year. And then, again, music really helped open that up. I mean, I got my first guitar, I guess, my sophomore year. Like, this really shitty, like, $100 Strat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was, like, I think for one of my religion classes, like, the teacher was like, hey, bring something that means a lot to you. And I brought the guitar, and... They were, they wanted me to play in front of the class, and it's electric guitar that you can't hear shit and yeah. <laughs> loud kids. So I'm like sitting in front of the class, really embarrassingly playing all the small things, and yeah, for that was that, class? for religion class. Uh, That's awesome. You know, really big religious band, Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. So it was like that kind of moment where like, and that playing that in front of that class was like kind of the first time I was like with a guitar playing in front of people and. I felt totally fine. Like, it just felt natural. And, like, freshman year, I went from, like, huh, I kind of want to be a marine biologist to sophomore year being, like, nah, I'm going to do music and probably throw my life away, but whatever. Yeah. When I was in the same place you were, my whole dream was to be a video game tester. Hell yeah. Until you figure out what that job was. (laughs) Exactly. I figured, when I heard horror stories of, like, all the shit you had to go through, I'm sure it's it's, it's fun and all, but... Oh, yeah. The pressures that are on you to, to play the shit out of the same thing all yeah. the time, make sure it doesn't break. Uh, I was not aware of that. I was when young, naive me be like, oh, I get to play all these brand new <laughs> games early and from start to finish, and I just write down things that mess up. Sure. Dude, Great. Grandma's Boy, the dream job. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, that's um, like one of my dream jobs growing up was working at GameStop. And <laughs> sure yeah. enough, one day I got that job. Not a great job. Uh, me and you both. <laughs> oh, I, I, you I worked at GameStop. Not, I did work at GameStop. What were you like? SGA, I was just a, GA, 
just a regular GA. Yeah. It was my third job, so I oh was. My God, dude. I would uh, substitute <laughs> teach it all day. Yeah. I'd go work after school with kids and do homework help, and yeah. then I'd go to GameStop till like ten o'clock at night, and then start do it all over again. The do the day. walls? Do the trades? I'm so. Seeing those walls when I walk in, oh my gives god, me, like, and just like the PTSD. stack behind the counter, and oh, oh. Yeah. and I don't know for you, but my manager would leave all that shit like for two days for me to come in. Oh yeah, knew I was coming in, and it'd be insane to try to get through that all, dude. Yeah, I, I was lucky where my manager was super cool. We were like best friends right off the bat, but yeah. the DM was a fucking prick. Mm-hmm. Also, can I curse on here? Of course you can. Cool, because I'm a roadie and I have a filthy fucking mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, the DM was a prick. I'm not going to name names or anything, just in case. Yeah. But um, the dude would, like, purposely, like, lie about, like, coming in for visits and, like, make us, like, clean the room. He would make us stay until, like, 4 a.m. some nights, clean the back room and stuff. And, yeah. Like, oh. My, my first I, – I had better managers after my first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all mysteriously got moved. Or, like, they just left, and I, I, we were stuck with awful people. Yeah, but my Ga- first... No, go no, ahead. I was going to say, GameStop is kind of like the CIA in that way. They're just, like, people disappear. <laughs> exactly. They'll <laughs> just move you to another location. Witness yeah. Protection Agency. Yeah. Uh, but my first manager would be, like, it'd be November. It'd be midnight for Call of Duty. Yeah. And he'd be like, go outside and wash the windows. I'm like, it's yeah. November. Why the fuck am I doing that? <sighs> I had to go, so my GameStop that I worked at was right next to a Kmart, and I would, or like, it was like in like a strip mall or whatever, mm-hmm. and they had to make you pass out, like, they made you pass out flyers and like, fucking 50% trade-in, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and there was a Kmart next to it, I would just go in the Kmart, ditch the flyers, and just look at the DVDs. Yep. <laughs> and just like, try to kill as much time as possible. Yeah. There was another time, uh, the same manager, I wasn't even working. I walked in to i think pick up my copy of call of duty that year yeah and he was like hey uh we're out of singles can you go run to nearby stores and try to see if you can get change yep that was yeah <laughs> so i'm driving all up and down the street going to target and i think i hit, even hit up a wendy's in cvs hell yeah they're like no this is a weird request <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're not going to exchange money so the sketchiest thing so i was a i obviously was a ga at first and i got promoted to a sga senior yeah. game advisor uh, once you hit SGA, you have to, like, handle, like, the money and, like, the safe and counting and taking opening the money close. to the bank. Opening closing. Uh, taking the money to the bank is the sketchiest fucking thing in, like, downstate New York. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, like, the Yonkers area, like, Bronxy area. And no. I'm sure it was worse for you. For us, our the bank was right next to the GameStop. So it was for us also, kind okay. of. It was, like, there was, like, this strip mall area, but it was across the parking lot. But, like, that parking lot got super sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> and... Mm-hmm. I, I looked way less intimidating back then. Hence, like, the shaved <laughs> head now and the tattoos and stuff. Yeah. It helps my persona, which is all front. <laughs> I'm sure it was worse, like, on Black Fridays. So, like, our Black Friday... Dude, our Black Friday was, like, dead. I only worked one Black Friday. Okay. It was dead all day. I worked the overnight, oh. and overnight, until, like, 12 a.m. till, like, 10 a.m. or something. Uh, oh, and then wow. okay. And then back again for 7 p.m. to close, I guess. Something like that. Uh, it was fucking dead. Christmas Eve was a train wreck. I used to hate seeing my name on Christmas Eve. Oh my god! Because that's such like a family thing for me, and having yeah. to be dr- dragged into a place where people are rude 
and won't take no for an answer. Like if <laughs> yeah. if they say, "Oh, can I get Mario on PlayStation?" I go, "No, you can't. It's not a thing that can I can make happen for you." Say so yes and give him a little big planet. <laughs> I should have. He's like, "Yeah, sure." There was uh, one time a guy got so mad. It was Battlefield Hardline on PS3. Classic. Yeah, he he walked in. <laughs> he bought it the day before or something, and he didn't like it. And yeah. you know the whole policy: you can't return a new game, whatever. Yeah, of course. So I'm giving him the whole policy, being super nice to the dude. And he just takes the disc out of uh, the case, mm-hmm. puts it in front of my face, and snaps it. And it goes <laughs> everywhere. And he goes, how dare, how fucking dare you say you, I can't return that game? I just bought it yesterday. And I'm just standing there like, uh, I'm sorry? <laughs> it's it's our policy. Like, I don't know what to do now. I uh, thank God there was a long line, so thank God like no shrapnel went in people's throats. Oh yeah, but I uh, mean I tend to like like especially towards the later like quarter of that job, I ended up like just not giving a shit. I would straight up tell people like, "Hey, Best Buy has a better deal on a PS4. You could just go down the street." Absolutely. Like, like I yeah. Yeah, it was awful. I uh, I've heard from like my because uh, if for people who don't know, the managers do go to was it Vegas each year. For the yep. game GameStop conference or whatever, mm-hmm. she's told me that every other employee from all states outside New York love the company and like oh, love sure. working for it and like it's the greatest thing in the world. Uh, New York GameStop, fuck that place. Yeah, it's it's like, not great. No, it's not a great place. Yeah, um, but hey, if you're looking for a job, GameStop isn't all that bad. GameStop.com/careers. <laughs> Power to uh, the players. So before you got really got into music. Like yeah. in uh, in high school and stuff. Did you go to a lot of concerts? Like when uh, you were younger? My first concert was in 2008, so I, I was in high school at that point. Okay, what was the first concert? Uh, the Bamboozle Festival in Ooh, New okay. Jersey. All right, and who, who was playing? Appropriate any? reaction. Um, so it's going to be related to what we talk about later, but uh, my favorite band played uh, Say Anything. Uh, okay. Finch, All Time Low. Uh, I'm trying to think of who I saw. Damn. Uh, Coheed and Co- Cambria Headlines. I know them. Um, you do know them. <laughs> uh, Panic at the Disco Headline. That was like oh, when they were first starting. Uh, I'm a big Panic fan. So they were fucking terrible back then. Oh, but back then? Sure, yeah. But, like, that album is like fucking incredible. A Fever You yeah. Can't sw- uh, Sweat Out. Yep. Um, but Brandon could not sing for the life of him live. Like, it was all studio stuff and it was heartbreaking. I was like, ugh, I guess we're leaving early uh, today. Have you seen them live past then no i want to see him recently because he's a hell of a performer now yeah i i've but, seen them i think twice and each time i've seen them they, they were incredible yeah um, yes because he kicked out the band now it's just pretty much yeah, him <laughs> pretty much uh my first concert is is embarrassing mike i'm a little ashamed to say what it is okay uh <laughs> it was freshman year of college i saw the opening act was chevelle which i love okay it's a good but start. He- it's a great start. Uh, but the headliner was Nickelback. Fuck yeah, Nickelback. Did Look at Nickelback that photograph. Fan? No. but oh. Damn it. I'm so bad I mean... at, at, at reading sarcasm. And, and... <laughs> oh, damn it. I thought I had a I Nickelback mean, fan with me. Shout out to Photograph, obviously. Yeah. Shout out to, is it Hero that's on Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man 1? I think so. <laughs> I, I, for whatever fucking reason, I went through a... Uh, Spider-Man rabbit hole, a Sam Raimi Spider-Man rabbit hole where I was just looking at the music videos. Mm-hmm. So it was like that uh, dashboard and whatever they did for three. But nobody yeah. remembers three. 
No. And just like those like early 2000s music videos where it's like dashboard playing in like the Doc Ock scene and then it just <laughs> they turn all like comic booky and it's like a panel. It's like yeah. ugh. Thank God we're yeah. not in that time period anymore. That wasn't one of my prouder moments. I mean, it's a good I, one. That's like, how old were you? Or like, what year was, fr- was it? I was a freshman in college, so 2000... Fall of 2005? As long as it's before 2010, you're fine. You're That's that's an epic-ass oh, concert. That that That's like the line? When <laughs> yeah, 20, back? yeah, 2010. Okay. That's when it's like I, not cool anymore. <laughs> I feel better. <laughs> uh, so I, I know you a little bit. Um, you go to music shows all Just the time. Tad. I do. So what is the best show you've ever been to? It's a hard fucking question. I know you went to Chicago uh, recently, right? Yeah, Was Chicago. Riot, Riot Fest? Yeah, so uh, since 2000, I want to say 2011, I've been doing Chicago every year. Um, 2011, 12, and 13 were for Lollapalooza. Um, my first Lollapalooza was like religious experience, and then I guess I just got hooked. Uh, and then 2014, I got kind of burned by the lineup. Uh, Lollapalooza does this weird thing, not like any other festival, where they sell the tickets, let's say, on a Monday in like April, and then that next Tuesday is when the lineup comes out. So like Monday okay. tickets, Tuesday lineup. But the problem is the tickets sell out so quickly that you have to go in on faith you and blow yeah. and blow like five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, so one year I did that in twenty fourteen, and the lineup sucked, and I didn't know what to do with my life. Uh, and then I discovered uh, Riot Fest, and Riot Fest is essentially my iPod in live form. Yeah, I don't, I don't have an iPod anymore, but it, it relates to the story. I do have an iPod. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just this like really sick blend of pop punk, punk rock, hip hop, indie, alt, sometimes reggae. And it's just mm-hmm. like it's like the weekend of my life where I feel I could totally let go. I could totally reset like the stress of the year just like gets me so much and just like mm-hmm. just let loose for a weekend. Until I have to, like, catch a red eye that Monday to work an event on, like, that night. Yeah. Um, but favorite concert? Probably the first time I saw Blink-182. How many times have you seen them? I want to say ten. Ten times? Okay. Probably. This was post-reunion, where, like, Tom was shitty. Oh, okay. <laughs> God rest his... Not God rest his soul. He's still alive. <laughs> um, his voice is dead, but he's still alive. Um... Recently, I saw Gorillaz in uh, for their album release show for the new album at Rough Trade in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. which is a record store, and they have like a mini uh, venue in the back, and the venue holds like 150 people. Yeah, and Gorillaz sells out like arenas and like Mass Square Garden and stuff. So <laughs> I had a, I got to I got to Brooklyn at like 1 a.m. stood in line from 1 a.m. to 10 a.m. to get a ticket. And then went home, showered, napped for 25 minutes, and went back to Brooklyn to go Jeez. to the show. And it was like, ugh. Now, I've, I've, I'm always curious when it comes to the gorillas. Yes. Were they, like, was it holograms performing? Or were the actual band was there? So, depending on the album, they go through different phases with their live show. So, like, before uh, Plastic Beach, mm-hmm. it was all just the screens, and they were behind, like, behind actual, like, television screens or projectors or whatever yeah that's what i remember from demon days right yeah and demon days they were just behind screens and you just see the silhouettes with the cartoons playing yeah and then the first time i saw them was uh on the plastic beach tour they headlines mass square garden with uh uh, nerd which is 
dope. Sweet. Yeah. Um, and it was just full orchestra, like two drummers, full string section, like four guitarists, including uh. Nah, I can't think of him. Classic guitar player, whatever. Insert okay. name here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's just like, oh, like a freaking three-hour set, just playing like their entire career. It's like, oh, so I good. can imagine. Yeah, I, I need to get back to a concert. I haven't been to one probably a decade. You got a friend that goes like I, every I, week. <laughs> I know one of the but the dream bands that I want to see live. Is yeah, what's your, what's your bucket list? Foo Fighters. Foo oh, Fighters. I, dude, they're playing in July. Let's go. I, I, uh, I'm down. Let's, okay. let's do it. Uh, yeah, so, Foo Fighters for sure. Muse is another one. Yes. Uh, they just played this past summer. I think they're playing a festival in uh, Jersey. Oh, okay. Coming up. Um, so that first Lollapalooza was the first time I saw Foo Fighters. I literally cried. Oh. <laughs> like, I'm sure that will be me. Sobbing. Yeah. And uh-huh. like, <laughs> it's so. Uh, it was the most like. So I. I said earlier the religious experience. Uh, all day Lollapalooza, it was like a beautiful day, uh, and then I went to the main stage early because I knew I wanted to get a good spot for girl, uh, not gorillas, fucking Foo Fighters. Yeah. Um, and it was the Cars, Arctic Monkeys, and then Foo Fighters. Holy shit! Yeah, huh. Lollapalooza back then was legit. Yeah. <laughs> so Cars played, they're fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh. Fun fact, they don't play with a live drum kit anymore. It's all electric. It's oh, weird. It's really weird. That's a shame. Yeah. And sometimes, like, if drummers would know this, but, like, if you hit the drum in the wrong spot, it doesn't trigger the sound. <laughs> so, like, there would be times where there's just no snare or no hi-hat. <laughs> it's just weird. But uh, then between Cars and Arctic Monkeys, it just started downpouring. So they delayed the show, obviously, a little bit. And then Arctic Monkeys came on. They killed it. Uh, it eventually stopped raining like in the middle of their set and then had a they got off had a way for Foo Fires or whatever uh Foo Fires gets on and they open with Burning Bridges from Wasting Light yeah one of my fa- one of my favorite albums I think it's a perfect album I agree oh my god um so that song starts with the like really tinny guitar like and then the drums and it just fucking kicks in I shit you not as soon as it kicks in downpour thunder downpour I'm getting chills <laughs> oh my god and then it was raining pouring the whole set but it was incredible mm-hmm. uh and then off wasting light they play in the middle of the set they play arlandria that's my favorite song in the album so as you know in the middle of that song the bridge is rain rain go away come again some other day i think mm-hmm. uh the, the fucking thing the bridge comes up dave is like shh look around you and it stops raining <laughs> i swear to god <laughs> And he's that's like, incredible. And he's like, fucking perfect, isn't it? And that's when the tears start. And then he sings the line, and it's a beautiful night. And then, of course, they close to Everlong. And that's where I yeah. just, my heart breaks. Yeah. Uh, and, I, I had a, I, I, and I was alone for this scene this whole time. I lost yeah. my shoes. So I was barefoot <laughs> during the festival. Uh, <laughs> I was alone. I had to yeah. walk through fucking Grant Park and then down uh, that main strip or whatever, just mm-hmm. barefoot, going back to the hotel room. Oh, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you had like a shit-eating grin on your face. The oh yeah. Time. yeah. We around that area. There's like a college dorm room where they like rent out the space during the. Because why wouldn't you rent out a space during the biggest Absolutely. festival of the year? Make yeah. all the money you can. So during that period, there are students that stay there also. So just like I'm in the elevator with a bunch of like 
Chicago students, and they're all like kind of shit talking me and like how much they hate the tourists and the festival goers. I was like, hey man, whatever. I'm having a better time than you. It's like, yeah. What did you do tonight? Yeah. Uh, I actually own two of the Foo Fighters live concerts on Blu ray. Which Uh, ones? One of them is the one at Wembley. Oh my god, that's such a good one. It's oh, it's, I put it on every once in a while, like as background. Oh yeah, it's it's so good. Um, it's so good. The other one, I can't remember which one it is, but it's equally as good. Like I, oh, yeah. I'd rather grab the Wembley one because that one is like that one's perfect, spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, oh. Foo Fighters is up there. Muse is up there. I would yeah. love to. I would love to see Metallica. I have not seen Metallica. They're on my list. Yeah, Metallica would be awesome. Who's they just announced. Your, who's I was yours? gonna say they Metallica just announced that tour, but are they hitting New York? I'm not sure. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, yeah, you look that up. Um, my list is kind of short because I kind of saw everybody I want to see. Yeah. Um, Metallica's on there, just cause like I'm not like the biggest Metallica fan, but singles and you know, whatever. Um, this is gonna sound depressing, but Linkin Park was on my list. Yeah, that um, was on my list too. And I had tickets to uh, Blinken Park. Yep. At uh, City Field, and yeah. that was a fucking week after it happened. Um, so sad because dude, like, this, this will play into the, what we're talking about later. But yeah. Blinken Park was such a huge part of me as a high schooler. Oh yeah, middle school, high schooler. Like that news of Chester passing was so, so, it's, so depressing. It's like a. A lot of celebrity deaths don't really hit me, but that one like tore me the fuck down. Sure I was at did. I was at work when that news broke, and like I had to like lock myself in the studio and just give yeah. myself a minute. I I need to eventually find the time to um, watch uh, Mike Shinoda's uh, little EP he did. It's great. Is it great? Yeah, I, 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 that's what I've heard. But I just need it's, to find the time. I'm sure it's, yeah. I'm sure it's deep, and I need to be in a good state. But oh my god, yeah, it's so good. Um, those are the only two I could think of off the top of my head. I'm sure I'm like missing somebody huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always gonna be things like, again, like people who passed, like Prince or Bowie or anything like that. Oh, it's just yeah. like if, if Freddie Mercury is still around. Well, yeah, there's always sure. like dream things like that that will never happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, no, I guess those are the biggest two. I know, like, in 20 minutes, I'll be like, oh, Jessica Simpson, but, Yeah, you know. no, of course. Or, or Ashley Simpson. That's or a, Ashley. That's on mine. That's on mine for sure. Uh, I, I wouldn't even be mind going to see a JT concert. Oh, I'm my sure God, yeah. one hell of a show. Dude, have you – I want to – kind of related to that. I kind of want to see Janelle Monae now. Oh, hell yes. Have you heard those new songs? I have not heard the new songs, but I like her older stuff – or her – Older stuff, yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's, like, ridiculous. So this new album was being produced by Prince, and, like, it's a fucking Prince record. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine, like, the type of shows that she puts on. Yeah. Oh, another one. Bruno Mars. I want to see Bruno live. Fun fact. I saw Bruno a very long time ago before he was anything. <laughs> really? And how was he back then? To so, to he was incredible. Uh, so yeah. it was, again, at that Bamboozle Festival, uh... Man, like twenty, maybe twenty eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, their last one was twenty twelve, so probably twenty eleven. 
the headliners were Molly Crew and Lil Wayne. Whoa, okay. That's <laughs> yeah. diverse right there. Dynamic duo. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the co-headliners were Bruno Mars and uh, A Day to Remember. Okay. So you would think that – so usually, like, the co-headliner would open up for the headliner, obviously. Bamboozle had two main stages. So naturally, I thought, like, oh, I'm going to chill for a day to remember and just hang out for Molly Crew. It's going to be great. Um, but they ended up, I guess, to empty out the stages, they ended up having Bruno open up for Motley Crew and Data Remember open up for Lil Wayne because I okay. guess they wanted people to like leave and like kind of like clear the space. Yeah. So I I wanted a good spot for Motley Crew, so I was like, screw it, I'll just hang out, watch this guy, and get a good spot. Yeah. And he was fucking awesome. Just like him, no like crazy lighting setup or anything. Just like him, his band. With a guitar, mm-hmm. fucking killing it. Oh yeah. Uh, I, similarly, I saw Katy Perry a couple years before that, before she was anything at Warp Tour. Yeah. And how, what kind of show does Katy put on? Back then, it was like an indie rock band. Really? Okay. Yeah, just her with a guitar singing. Like this is when I Kissed a Girl was either just coming out or just came out because it was okay. like she on stage. She's like, "I'm gonna play a new song for you," and it was that. Um, I miss indie rock Katy Perry a lot. Like, ugh. yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot of like weird pop stars mixed in my like concert history. Like Kesha, I saw twice. Okay, accidentally. <laughs> How do yeah. you accidentally see Kesha twice? Uh, again at this Bamboozle Festival. Oh, Bamboozle. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I wanted to see Motion City soundtrack, and so I waited. I like found a spot amongst the little tweens. Yeah, and you just... Uh, just waited. You saying Motion City brought up another dream one of mine yeah. that I don't know if it'll ever happen. It's uh, My Chemical Romance. Oh, my God. I would they need fucking a... love to, to see them live. Where is our reunion tour? Right? <laughs> Come on, Gerard. Uh, on, the, on the way to work a couple days ago, uh, the Black Parade came on Shuffle. Another perfect record. Yep, and I blasted that thing. I had put the windows down, and it was like 30 degrees outside. I just needed, I needed everyone around me as I'm driving down the street to hear this. Dude. It's so uh, good. The second track on that record, Dead, was the most played track on my iTunes library <laughs> when that album came out. I think it had, like, before I like my computer crashed at that point or whatever, yeah. it had, like, 300 plays. Oh, yeah. With records, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but... um. My favorite thing is transitions, and how that album opens up, like the end to dead. Yeah, is, oh, it's so great. Weird. I like the little things that they put in there to make it like cohesive. Oh yeah, it's so yeah. like just epic and theatrical, and oh, it's their best so, record. So besides music, Mike. Yes. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? I know is you're there? you're a big movie fan. I am. And before we get into that, like, how do you find time? being a super creative and talented dude and and (laughs) watching movies, playing games, listening to all this music. How do you find time to do all this? Uh, There's this beautiful thing that God created called Monster Energy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Monster Energy, uh, having an uncomfortable bed so you get discouraged to sleep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And just accepting that you're always being pain and tired. (laughs) (laughs) And then you listen to the music to get rid of the pain. It's exactly. Like a, it's like a cycle. Okay, I understand. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I I don't know how. I mean, I literally, like... I mean, the movies up until recently, like, working at a film center helps. Yeah. Where, like, 
So my job is two buildings where the building I work at is essentially a school and production facility. And we have another building that's an art house movie theater where I've seen like this past year, I think I saw every uh, best picture nom. And I mean, so like, this is actually perfect timing. What did you think of the Oscars? That's fine. Did you watch them? I watched. Oh yeah. I watched them. I screamed at the TV. It was great. (laughs) Any, any people that won you didn't think should have? Uh, this is going to sound really cliche, being that we talked about music for a half hour. Oh, yeah. uh, Nolan should not have won any of those sound categories. Nolan does not know how... Like, granted, he's not the one behind the board or whatever, but Nolan's direction towards the sound people is totally off, and mm-hmm. all of his movies, to me, sound like shit. I'm guessing Baby Driver is what you wanted? So I wanted Baby Driver for editing, okay. and I wanted Blade Runner for mixing. Mm. I would have liked that. Because Baby Driver, I can understand why Baby Driver wouldn't get the mixing, but the way it's edited, the way like all the action set pieces are set to the music, the way that there is that high pitch ringing throughout the entire movie, depending on if he has headphones on or not, is mm-hmm. brilliant. That was like the coolest creative thing that I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, how it, the music is always playing once he has his headphones on, and depending on what headphone on he has, it like pans left or right. Mm-hmm. Um, like how the fuck are you not getting? give that to baby driver I'm like come on yeah yeah it's but like, no I, everything the people like things loud and obnoxious and <laughs> fucking white noise and tom hardy barely audible again <laughs> no see, find I, this plane. I haven't watched shape of water yet I, I missed it in theaters what do you got against fish i got nothing against fish i oh, wanted to see like it. it mike don't come <laughs> on my show and start yelling at me about my Hatred of fish, because it's not true. Is it just fish men or fish women that you don't like? Oh, man. Fishman? Mike. Fishman? Fishman? I like all fish. Mr. I like Fishman? All, I like all fish species. Uh, well, fish it, it, is the species, so it's so you purposely true. just avoided gender, so you do have a problem with one of them. Oh, God, I hate you. I hate you. You're, you're gone. <laughs> I'll finish this episode myself. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Is The Shape of Water deserving of the best picture? So all the categories this year, or all the the noms this year, like, none of those blew my mind. Okay. Shape of Water is good. Like, and I'm happy in the fact that a fucking video game nerd won for a monster movie. Absolutely. About fish fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think that's really cool. My pick for, out of those noms, my pick was uh, either Get Out or Lady Bird. Okay. Uh just because I really want to see Jordan or Greta win over any of them. Mm-hmm. I think it's really not to, I am, I am a white male, so I can't really have a say in this, but I think it's yeah. super important that a woman or a black male should, or a black person uh, yes. should win those kind of awards. That's why once I gave, gave Jordan screenwriter, I was like, oh, fuck. All right, fine. I mean, at least he got something, but yes. Yeah. For like that was the mark where it's like fuck you're not gonna get best director mm-hmm. even though you totally should have absolutely same with Greta and it's like fuck yeah my, my pick my personal pick was Get Out because Get Out was my favorite movie of last yeah. year I, I think out that movie out of that list Get Out is the best movie that of that whatever that selection absolutely um uh, my... I did see something funny though yeah I, that somebody said wouldn't it have been awesome if um. Keegan Michael Key was on stage with Jordan Peele accepting yeah. the speech, and he oh was doing god. his Luther. Oh my god, like, that would be amazing! What another? That would have been fantastic. 
see those pictures of him like backstage or whatever, just freaking out for his friend. Yep. Oh my god, so yeah. good. Uh, my what should have been nominated and should have absolutely won was Florida Project. You've you've told me to watch it and I bought oh, it. I haven't watched it yet. Bastard. <laughs> watch it. Sorry, I'm a busy man. Like, I don't drink Monster Energy. I, I I don't have the time to do that. You could get a 24 pack on Amazon for 48.99 on Prime. Jesus Christ, is that what you do? Yeah, your, yeah there's, your room... there's there's literally a 24 pack under my desk at work. Your room is filled like the kind of funny the kind of funny offices with the cry right now. But you're yeah, just monster. just different flavors of monster rehab. <laughs> Ironic title. <laughs> um, but no, uh, Florida Project totally got snubbed. For, like, almost all the categories, especially Best Supporting Actress. One of the little girls in that film is, like, just breaks your heart and is so phenomenal and it's just, like, totally believable. Mm-hmm. And you just want to, like, reach into the screen and, like, give her a hug. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, here, here, here's an impromptu question, Mike. Yes. Let's say you take all of the Best Picture winners of the last five, ten years. Sure. What is your favorite out of out of the recent winners? Do you have a list? <laughs> I can look it up. I just know <laughs> what mine is off the top of my head. So I just uh, I forgot. I, I know last year was Moonlight. Yep. Spoiler: uh, The answer is probably gonna be Moonlight. Oh okay. <laughs> but yeah, you gotta remind me what the other ones are. Do I should have had this ready before I said it? Look up noms. Look look up the noms. Look up noms. Look up the the noms. Oh, I oh. couldn't find out when the when Metallica was coming around. Ah, uh, whatever. I know they're not hitting San Francisco, so I wouldn't be surprised they're not hitting New York. All right, so obviously we got Shape of Water this year, Moonlight last year, yes, Spotlight 2016. Oh right, Birdman 2015. Ooh, Twelve Years a Slave 2014. Oh, it's not letting me go back anymore. Was that five? That was five. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Shape of Water, Moonlight, Spotlight. Birdman, Birdman, Twelve Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not seen Twelve Years a Slave because I'm racist. No, <laughs> totally joking. <laughs> um, it's either Moonlight or Birdman. Probably okay. Moonlight. Moonlight is just beautiful, and the performances are incredible. The music is fucking heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming back to Janelle Monet, that's when I developed my insane crush on her. <laughs> yeah. Um, fun fact: the little boy in Moonlight, or like the first act of Moonlight, is in Black Panther. Yes, he is. Uh, basketball really cool court, right at the end. Yeah. Like hell yeah, kid. Yeah. Be a uh, thing, please. My favorite best best picture of that list is Spotlight. Spotlight is phenomenal. I I saw that in a theater by myself. Yeah. And just because I heard it was great, it was nominated for the Oscars because. AMC does that thing where they release all the nominees leading right. up to them. I was like, well, let's see what it's about. I was the only one in the theater, and I was so engrossed in that story about a newspaper yeah. outing these awful Catholic priests. It was so good. It was just so well done. Everyone was put in a great performance. It was it's so good. And it's funny like seeing the post, and it's like, oh, Spielberg, you're just trying to do Spotlight. <laughs> I haven't and seen the post. I want to because I like Spotlight so much. See, but like out of those five alone, like the four previous behind Shape of Water are just on a different level. Like those are like obvious, like phenomenal films. And Shape of Water is like good, but yeah, 
And I love Guillermo. Like, yeah. give me Hellboy three. But <laughs> could you imagine if he get not if Hellboy <laughs> Just... three is Best Picture nominated? Dude, I so I had this this discussion the other day. I think Black not Best Picture, but I think Black Panther can potentially get like an actual nom. Not oh. just like visual effects or sound design or whatever, like mm-hmm. <laughs> like the category that Star Wars gets every year. Yeah, I would, I would hope so. It yeah, deserves it. Like something as of right now. At least cinematography. Like, give Rachel that cinematography knob. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I and saw. It was, it was good that Roger Deakins finally won. Yeah. It's about the like, time. Was it thirteen? Fourteen. For God. Yeah. And like looking at that list of what he got nominated for, it's like, how did you not win? Yeah, especially for any for, of those. Especially for Sicario. Like, that's one yeah. of my favorites. That's... I mean, I, all the, like, production stuff that Blade Runner got, so much deserved. Like, I, personally, I was not a big fan of Blade Runner. Okay. I It just wasn't for me. But production-wise, sound design-wise, visually, it was flawless. Yeah. So I'm glad I got all the technical stuff. Yeah. Um, what kind of games do you like to play, Mike? Anything, man. Anything? Anything except, like, sim golf games, I guess. Okay. All right. Uh, What are you you playing now? Uh, Right now, I am... I just finished Moss. I'm I'm close to the end. Where are you? Uh, I'm trying to think of what the puzzle is. Where you have to control one of the the fire shooting bugs and open the gate to raise... I don't know where... It's chapter... (laughs) four or something you're describing the entire game i know i am that's why i stopped myself i was like i think it's chapter four or so are you still inside a temple yes okay yeah you're like halfway yeah i love it though dude it's so good i I Um, was talking about it on my playstation show the trophy room with mr bad bit uh uh, like like subscribe share yeah do all those things um i it might be my favorite vr experience in game it's funny because like every time I play a new VR thing, I take off the helmet. Helmet? Yeah, I guess yeah. helmet's the right term. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, and I'm like, shit, that was my favorite VR experience. Mm-hmm. Like last time, like the time before this was super hot VR. I was like, damn, how could anything top this? And before that was the Battlefront uh, X-wing mission. It's like, damn, okay. how can anything top this? Yeah. It's nice to see that dev studios are still sticking with it and just. Mm-hmm keep topping each other and it just makes me really excited for like the coming year yeah i bought uh i got bravo team today oh i forgot that came uh, out with the and i got the aim controller oh nice so i'm gonna be testing that out and see how that feels is that the uh, what's what's the until dawn studio super massive super is that massive? super massive maybe because i because I, I know super massive has a shooting one but i forgot if it was do. bravo team uh, yeah, because they showed it off at um, E3, right? It was part of the sizzle reel or something? Yeah, I think so. Or PSX, it's one of those. Uh, and then while you look that up, uh, on I finally started up Neo last night. Okay. Because I've been itching to go back to Bloodborne, even though I don't need to. I have so many other things to play. Mm-hmm. But I figured Neo would scratch that itch. Uh, so far, so good. I, I only got to the uh, tutorial stuff, because I wanted to go back and... Uh, before Jessica Jones comes out tomorrow, I want to release through Punisher, which I just did. Which I realize is coming out tomorrow, and I oh got super God. excited. Can't wait. Uh, it is super massive, making uh, okay. Bravo Team. Oh, the other one is Firewall. That was the PSX one. Yep. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you gotta let me know how that is. Um, but uh, you brought up Bloodborne. I'm excited to finally actually try it. Ooh, you never tried it. I, I mean, I played maybe an hour. Okay, that's not really playing. It's yeah, exactly. Because that really game. Play an hour in anything. Yeah, that game just kicks your ass for an hour. <laughs> like you just want to fucking kill yourself. Um. So yeah, play through Moss. Um, I started Neo up. Uh, on Switch, I'm kind of playing Bayonetta one, but I'm kind of struggling through it. I kind of want to skip it to just go to two. Mm-hmm. I've never played either of them before, but I heard two was so phenomenal. I just kind of want to skip it. Is it? Um, what's the thing about one? It's just product it like, of its time, or is that it's a product of its time? And I heard two just controls so much better and just feels so much better. And I'm still good to play. I mean, I think I. <laughs> You're going back to, like, how do I find the time? Uh, favorite website of mine, how how long to beat, I think. I know that uh, one very well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this is, like, ten hours long. I'll, I mean, the power of the Switch, playing on the commute is really nice. Just doing a mission that's true. That's on the way the, to work. That's the one thing I wish that I had a little bit of a longer commute. Yeah. And, like, I could actually, like, be on a train so I don't have to worry about driving. So yeah. I could play my Switch, play my, play my dying Vita. R.I.P. <sighs> RIPD. Um, all right. Yeah, so I, Mike, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's get into the segment where you bring a older GOG topic mm-hmm. for us to discuss among ourselves. Yes. And the topic you brought is all the way back from episode seven, one of Lucky the first seven. episodes of the Game Over Greggy Show. And what is that topic? Uh, it is music album that defines you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. And go ahead. What's what's the one that defines you? Uh, that says this is Mike. This is me. It's terrifying. Uh, I have three. Okay. Uh, so the first one is from the band I mentioned earlier. Say anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are my favorite band. Uh, it is their first. I mean, technically second, but their first actual record is a real boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember coming home from high school one day, like two thousand, yeah, two thousand five. Uh. And my routine was getting home, <laughs> making some, like, Eggos or some shit, because I was a broke high school kid who didn't want to spend money on real food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then going into the living room and putting on Fuse and watching Steven's, Steven's Untitled Rock Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I miss Fuse so much. <laughs> um, I just missed the channels to the actually played music. Oh, wasn't it really great when MTV was, actually played music and it stuff? It was fantastic. And, oh, it was so good. That's what I would do before school. I would put on MTV because it would just be music yep, videos. Yep, just music videos. Dude, That's just a, a steady rotation of MTV, MTV2, VH1, and Fuse. Yeah. <laughs> just say like, oh, what's this channel playing? Oh, so, now it's just God. another Teen Mom. Yep. That's all it is. That's all it is. Oh. But um, yeah, putting on Stevens Untitled Rock Show and he's... Steven's like, oh, we're going to premiere this new video for this band, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, like, half paying attention because my egos are, like, so good or whatever. <laughs> and As they are. As they are. Dude, buttermilk egos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, And it's for their, probably their biggest song, Alive with the Glory of Love. Uh, this is the first time a, a music video, let alone a song, really hit me. Um, I don't know if you've seen this video before or... If anybody who hasn't, I'm uh, sure. Is this the 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 phone sex one? No. <laughs> okay. That'd be hilarious if this one was the one that defined my life. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. I didn't think of that. <laughs> uh, that is wow. I could get sexual too. Yes, that's the one I was thinking of. 
that's probably that's like their second biggest. That's like that mm-hmm. was their breakout hit. That's, that's how like I what know. the yeah that's what pushed them to the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, but this music video, like on the surface, it's like really cute and cool and fun. Uh, it's the band playing in the woods and like or like yeah band playing in the woods. Uh, and there's kids in a summer camp and they're trying to like escape the cabin to get to the bands just to watch them play and have a good time. But <laughs> I quickly realized that the song was about uh, lovers in the Holocaust. And these kids are trapped in a camp and they're trying to escape and get beyond fences to like live their life and have an amazing time. Mm -hmm. And that just blew my mind that a song could do that and have so much weight to it. Obviously like songs have done that before. Yeah. Whatever. But like, this is the first one that spoke to me so much and I don't know why. Like I, I mean, I growing up, I was always like interested in world war two and like, the stories behind the Holocaust and just like how tragic things got, obviously. Yeah. But like just seeing like something so brutal and like taken to a sense that was so innocent and like mm-hmm. how one man can just like shift that perspective blew me away. Yeah. And, like broke my heart and made me feel so happy and hopeful at the same time. Mm-hmm. And like I literally was glued to the TV for the four minutes or whatever. I turned off the TV. I walked down my obnoxiously steep hill down to the tower records. And I bought that album that day. And I walked back to my house. I put it in my stereo. I cranked it and laid on my floor and just listened to it front to back endlessly. And I never had a record. Like, I don't know, just like kind of grab you like that. Just grab me and like totally break me and like Mm -hmm. make me feel empty but at the same time hopeful and just contradict everything i knew about adolescence yeah um yeah and i mean that was like that was the nail in the coffin that was like no i need to do music for a living like i want to like try to make people feel this way Mm -hmm. like sure i could like volunteer at a shelter or whatever or i could just make a really rad song to like hopefully impact somebody in this way like obviously that's the dream yeah um Instead, I write dumb fucking promposals and shit. Hey, the theme to this podcast <laughs> is awesome. You did that. Sure. That's sure. pretty cool. Plug, plug. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, no, and I, that, I mean, that entire, like, my entire high school is just like that album. I mean, even to this day, the album is listened to at least once a week, front to back. Uh, there are times where I'll scream and sing it to myself and like play air guitar to it or I'll just sit silently and just like really listen to the words I'll really listen to the guitars really listen to the drum tone mm-hmm. um, all of high school like all my friends were hooked to that album where we would crank it in the car and just blast it out the windows as we were leaving school yeah. that all like half of those songs were our warm up songs for my first band's band practice uh, seeing them at Warp Tour for the first time in 2008 and just like fucking picturing like always having an idea of what they looked like based on that music video and based on what I seen on TV mm-hmm. but seeing a the actual like human version of themselves on stage like expressing that raw emotion feeling the vibrations of those waves just hitting you right in the chest yeah oh my god. I, and I mean going back to like the concert thing I've seen them I've seen a combination of the band and the lead singer Max playing solo over 50 times Wow. Like I've traveled to see them. I, yeah. I will never not see them. And every time I see them is like the first time seeing them again. And I don't know what it is about them. Like 
even recently, like their newest records aren't great, but no matter what he does and what he puts out, I fall in love with. Absolutely. And yeah. So in that's short, cool. I have a massive man crush on him and no, that, that band. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, that's how I feel about. Um, yeah. What's yours? I, I have two that I go mm-hmm. back. One is we kind of alluded to earlier. It's Linkin Park hybrid theory. Uh, yeah. m- much like what you did with uh, the Say Anything album. Mm-hmm. When I heard um, Crawling for the first time. Oh, my God. Uh, I was blown away by it. And I was that kid on the bus to and from school every day. Listening to my CD player. Just leave me alone. Because <laughs> during the day, I'd get bullied, pushed around. Yeah. Like just escape for a little bit and yeah and chester's words were so powerful and that was the first time where i listening to that album made me realize that music like you said could make you feel Mm -hmm. deeper emotions yeah which is something i was not aware of like oh it's a fun song to dance to or yeah to get hyped up to before (laughs) a basketball game or little elementary school boys don't know what emotions are no they don't they have No. no idea um, so that's definitely one that I still listen to all the time. I remember before In the End got real big, I'd yeah. be like, guys, this song is awesome. <laughs> like, No, guys, trust me. Next, trust me, this song's going to be huge. <laughs> and I'm sure everyone is probably tired of hearing it by now, but... yeah, uh, I, 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 do the, I do that on a daily basis for like random little indie bands. Like, yo, Pup, gonna <laughs> blow up. Yeah. You know, this little Canadian band? Yeah, no, check it mm-hmm. out. <laughs> um, and then the other one that I, I love is uh, The Killers, Hot Fuss. Oh my god, so good. That, that's another one of my dream go-see-them-live. Yep, right, the yep, right there with you. Uh, that's another one where I didn't appreciate that album until I heard the theories of the whole album being like a, a, a guy killing somebody and being brought in to interrogate him about it dude like that's super cool <laughs> like people say some of the best storytelling is in like games and movies and stuff like that but dude the story that albums can tell oh my god yeah <laughs> i i love if you if you don't know what that whole theory yeah, about the it. hot fuss thing is i don't even want to say because i don't want to butcher it i need you to look it up and read it yourself <laughs> because going back and listening to it, it it's genius it, it could not be true. It could just be a coincidence. But man, it, it's 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 brilliant. Like Jenny was a friend of mine. That's basically oh him. God, it's basically <laughs> him in the interrogation room with the cop. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so good. I love that album so much. Something that like kind of related to the killer. Something that kind of breaks my heart nowadays is just like these massive, awesome bands, kind of skewing more towards pop and just like not really nailing it. There are yeah. some bands that do it well, like. 30 Seconds to Mars is doing it pretty decently. Like, mm-hmm. Panic at the Disco is doing it well. As yeah. opposed to, like, Fall Out Boy not doing it great. Yeah. And, like, and even the Killers' newest album, like, ugh, it broke my, broke after, my heart. After uh, Sam's Town, which yep. is their second one. Yeah. I, I just, it didn't really click with me. But those yeah. two, I love. Those two are phenomenal. Uh, I think Humans was after that. That sounds no. about right. No, Day and Age, maybe? I don't know. Something like that. I get those um, two confused. I think it's – one of them's the song, one of them's the album name. <laughs> I think it's Day and Age really? is the song and Human is the – no, Day and Age is the album, Human is the song, the single. In, in case you plan on listening to this podcast like every week, 
I'm terror. <laughs> I have an awful memory when it comes to like pop culture and and media stuff. Uh, apparently, I do too. So it's fine. So, <laughs> like, I, if it sounds like I'm a moron, probably I am. I, the memory is awful here. Can confirm. There you go. Can confirm. <laughs> um, yeah. After that, they kind of like fell apart. Which is really heartbreaking, especially after this newest album. They took such a long break. I thought they were like kind of getting back to their roots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that first single came out, "The Man." Oof, I don't know if you heard that song. I haven't. You should right after this. Okay, well, it's rough. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, my second one is uh, Blink One Eight Two's self-titled or untitled, depending on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, two thousand three record. So I was still. I can't do the math, but I was like, I don't know, sixth grade, seventh grade, whatever. Um, that was that record was the first time. Like, I knew I knew Blink, and like, thanks to my brother. My brother is fifteen years older than me. Oh wow, that's a big, um, that's a big gap. Yeah, so I got a lot of my music stuff from him. Like, he he's the one that showed me like Chris Cornell and Audio Slave and Rage Against the Machine, System of a Down, stuff like that. Um, and once in a while, there was crossover to more like pop punk and punk rock and stuff. So he was the one that showed me. Damn it. For the first time, uh, I'm not see. I keep getting the song and the album confused now. But uh, damn it, and Dude Ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, but the self-titled album again, thanks to MTV or Fuse. Uh, just seeing the video for Feeling This for the first time, and back then you're kind of guarded by like everything you consume. But mm-hmm. I mean, like your parents are mostly like kind of like watching you, and like they don't watch you turn into like a serial killer, and like. <laughs> Yeah. Unless you're like so. <laughs> my mom and be like, "Hey, here's Guns N' Roses Appetite for Desc- oh, yeah. Destruction on cassette cuz that was my jam when I was little." Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've played the I I played every GTA upon release starting with the first one. I don't think my parents knew what GTA was. That's very true. So, <laughs> so same with me. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, the Untitled Record was the first like album that like I discovered on my own that really clicked with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the first time I've heard something so fun and like raunchy and like kind of like anarchy ish or whatever. Um, and again, going back to like the production roots of like why I do what I do for a living. Um, that record is a perfect record between songwriting and production and just how everything sounds and mixed and mastered. Um, and like actually listening to that for the first time on headphones mm-hmm. and hearing all the little tricks and little secrets they put in there really influenced me to like learn how to like how to properly mic a guitar or going back to what I described earlier with the Costco drum kit how to like <laughs> fix that sketchy kind of situation mm-hmm. and like a lot of the first early stuff that I started doing in college when I started started to like bring in freelance bands to my stu- not my studio but my college's studio just straight up like ripping off Blink-182 and like what they did on that record yeah. And just like keep listening, comparing what I recorded to what they recorded and trying to just mix and match within that same session. Um Now as a as a Blink as a Blink fan. Yes. I'm a, I'm a fan of their music. I'm just not a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Um my favorite record that they put out is uh Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I some people who are Blink fans tell me that I should be ashamed for saying that Why? that's my favorite. They just to them, these were kids in high school. Uh, not high school, college. They're like, that's a that record is not as good as you remember it being. No, it's uh, fucking perfect. 
Yeah. I for me, I would listen to that one. Yeah. While I was reading Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Appropriate. <laughs> yeah. So when I hear the songs like Roller Coaster, which is my favorite one on that CD. Yeah. Um You picture can, the ba- the basketball going I, on a roller coaster? No, I picture Hermione <laughs> and and Harry going into the chamber. Like it, yeah. it's so vivid in my mind it, how I connect the music and the book together. Yeah. So before the Untitled album, I did like I knew of Blink thanks to like First Date and Rock Show off those records, mm-hmm. or obviously all the small thing. What's my age again? Yeah. Um, but the Untitled record was the first time, especially like that age where I was in like seventh grade or whatever that I was growing up. Like I didn't know what was going on with my body and like whatever. Yes. Um, <laughs> all that science. Um, and like that album compared to what you hear on like first date or whatever, it's, it's that band growing up mm-hmm. and just like listening to that, like going into high school and like being confident and like not giving a shit about what this new group of people thought of me and just kind of like mm-hmm. standing up for myself, even though yeah. I was a quiet little freshman and all this is contradictory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it like, it gave me a sense of confidence and it gave me something to like kind of strive for. And yeah. Yeah. I, I have that with uh, as a huge wrestling fan. I have that with Hell certain yeah. wrestlers' entrances, entrance themes. Yeah, like I would walk down the hallway with my headphones on and listen to like the rock, the rock's theme in my ears. Be like, <laughs> all right, come on! I dare you to say something about my weight. Go ahead. I dare <laughs> <Do> you. Do it. <laughs> I will rock bottom you through that table. I had, God, I don't know when it was, but I had like wrestling intros volume three or whatever oh yeah i, I don't know what those albums are called but there's, i, I distinctly remember having one there's one called a forcible entry where they had real bands not just the wwe inside studio make them but yeah. real bands doing wrestlers entrance themes that's sick like um oh my god i'm blanking on their name but they did uh chris benoit's theme and it was so good oh I gotta look this up. Do it. This is the look up episode. Uh, this is where I get Kyle angry because I haven't watched wrestling in twenty years. That's fine. No worries. Uh, favorite wrestler was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Good choice. Still is. Uh, <laughs> my favorite. My favorite match of his is uh, when he fights Goldberg in uh, the Longest Yard. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Oh, but I do that a lot with like. Not just the wrestlers' entrance themes, but every pay per view that would have a theme for it, yeah, or like a uh, a video package of a wrestler coming back. Um, I those songs mean a lot to me, and I get emotional whenever I hear them. Like because oh, it's tying to something you love. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like when Kurt, do you remember Kurt Angle? I mean, I yeah. Okay, I worked Angle, at GameStop when he was the pre order bonus. Oh, the the band I was thinking of was Our Lady Peace. Oh, okay. They did a uh, wrestler's theme, and it's probably one of my favorites ever. But uh, Kurt Angle broke his neck, and mm-hmm. he went away for surgery, and we as fans didn't know if he was going to come back. Um, and then when he healed up, they did like this hype-up promo videos where they would use uh, Coldplay's clocks to oh, it. Okay, yeah. And uh, see him like running up the stairs and rehabbing and his greatest moments and just that song paired to that video will always be one of my favorite things. Yeah. It, it brings me back to a time where I was a, an impressionable kid and be like, no, Kurt Angle, you're, you need to come back. <laughs> we need you. And 
I, I just love when music does that, where I can tie memories to, to it. That and there's just something to be said. Like I mean, we've been really talking about music along with the visuals. There's something about music and music videos and like wrestling or yeah. some kind of visual that just ties it fucking perfectly. That just strikes that chord. Yeah, and just makes you want to like kick some ass. Yeah, Ugh, even even in movies like Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy comes to mind. Oh my god, music fucking, does so well. Dude, Cherry Bomb when they're suiting up. Oh, fuck yes. Fuck yes. Um, and what was the one they used at the opening uh, scene in Volume Two with Groot dancing around? Oh, that one's a good one too. Man, I forgot. Dude, we're so prepared. This is great. I know. This I is should, awesome. I should just stop saying things. I bet every awkward pause you get ten more subscribers. Make it happen. <laughs> Do it. Prove us right. Oh, no, I forgot. Yeah. I... Yeah, that, that soundtrack was not as good as the first one, which no, is kind of disappointing. It, no, it wasn't. It was good. It was really good, but... Yeah. Were there any other albums that you wanted to bring up? Or, like, honorable uh, mentions? Honorable mention is, uh... The, just one more, uh... Is the first Gorillaz record. Okay. Um, that was just because that was the first album I bought by myself at a Tower Records. <laughs> uh, with my brother having my back, because obviously I was too young to, like get past the parental advisory mm-hmm. stuff so my first trip to tower records was uh gorillas self-titled uh dude ranch by blink and uh marshall mathers lp yep i had that one <laughs> and i have a distinct memory of cranking clint eastwood in my room on like this obnoxious stereo system that i had and my father walking in when uh there was just like obscene cursing yeah and just ripping the cd out of the stereo and taking it away and i didn't understand why yeah. But then when I was rapping along and cursing, I it kind of clicked. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I've never seen that CD again. You still Great. don't have it? No. I have no idea where it is. Oh, jeez. My, <laughs> yep, no idea. All right. Well, that was that was a that was a great topic, Mike. Thanks for bringing yeah. that in. Um, yeah, totally. Actually, thanks kind of funny for doing it in the first place. Yeah. Was, uh, thanks, speak, Greg. Speaking of kind of funny, I forgot to ask you. What brought, brought you into the kind of funny universe? Like, what... what drew you in well boredom boredom no (laughs) um uh so i mean i think like a with a lot of us we know greg and colin and all them from uh from the ijan days yeah so i started listening to beyond around like 250 maybe it was around the time of the blackout because i remember the kelly episode yep uh god bless that episode It's a, um, it, I want to find it again, like on YouTube or something. Yeah, me too. Oh, it's so good. Um, so I was just following all the IGN stuff and like listening to Beyond and Unlocked and NBC Weekly, Game Scoop. Um, and then with Kind of Funny specifically, um, and this is going to get kind of real <laughs> for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they launched uh, in January... And that specific January was when my father was, like, I, I lost my father to cancer. Um, and that was when we kind of knew it was it. It was just kind of a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so them leaving IGN and kind of, like, going off doing their own thing, it was just a nice distraction and escape from the real world and, like, at that time, it was when I was working at GameStop, and, like, I know we, like, kind of were jokingly talking shit about the, yeah. the job. Mm-hmm. I was in a really dark place where, like, I graduated from school. Uh, 
trying to get a job in music or audio or anything is like really hard. Mm-hmm. So like I kept like aside from like the personal family stuff, I had another side of my brain saying like you made a mistake. You wasted all that time and money. You are not going to make it in the music industry. You are not going to do shit in audio. You are not creative enough. You're not good enough. Mm-hmm. You're going to be a GameStop for the rest of your life. You're going to turn into that dickhead DM who yeah. made you stay here tonight until 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, along with all the shit I'm dealing with at home with my dad decaying, my mother crying on a daily basis. and mm-hmm. like, ugh. So kind of funny launched and like even that first initial morning show where they're just like describing everything and it's like or even that first trailer like hey we left ign Mm -hmm. and just like being totally shocked and like heartbroken for a second but then realizing that they're switching game the game over greggy channel to kind of funny and like them just doubling down the podcast on game over greggy and like the eventual new content and just Mm -hmm. having this group of people that really did fucking before they even started calling like our community best friends just really emphasizing that idea yeah uh it was like having a group of friends with me every day that's why i meant to get to with that point i was describing earlier i was in that dark place so i didn't really talk to anybody yeah. I, I really closed myself off so having this group of friends to listen to and laugh with and bullshit around with yeah for an hour a week hour and a half a week yeah. really meant a lot especially and with it, the morning show and stuff and like it's just... definitely good to know it was something good to know like every week they'll be there Exactly. Or, or, or it was like, like now, every day, if I'm having a shitty yes. day, I can put something on and I'm good. They have your back no matter what. And that was just so fucking important. Um, and then, sure enough, a month later, uh, actually the anniversary just recently passed, like last week, mm-hmm. um, my dad passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and that day is such a weird day because uh, it was on a... Fr- uh, I think it was on a Friday. Um I got my current job at the uh, the production center. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that Friday, I went to go sign the paperwork to like make it official. And I was yeah. so stoked, so happy. Uh, and then I got a phone call from my mother saying, "You need to get here now." Yeah, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I, and I didn't really process what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like 20 minutes later, sure enough, I get to the hospital and he's already gone. Um, mm-hmm. I go into the room by myself. I break the fuck down. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I, or I do. I mean, at this point I do, like I got yeah. this incredible job and it was just like such a weird, like feeling guilty for being happy about the job, mm-hmm. but like feeling selfish that my dad is like ruined that moment for me. Yeah. Uh, and like, um, I've always had like, when I was really young, my dad, like, he was my best friend and then I love him to death he was an incredible father growing up like not to take any of that away from him mm-hmm. but in my high school years uh, I found out a lot of stuff about him that like really kind of drove us apart um, not to go into any detail but like yeah. he, he was a fuck up especially okay. with money mm-hmm. um, so just being like fucking angry and like I don't know I'm, I'm going long on this I'm just like droning but that's fine Later that day, coming home to a new game over Greggy and just, like, totally just locking myself in my bedroom and just laughing. Yeah. Laughing at a time that I didn't even, like, I couldn't remember how to laugh if I, like, wanted to. Exactly. But they somehow were able to get that from me and, like, take all this shitty, like, selfish, angry, fucking depressing feeling, emotion, whatever. Mm -hmm 
away just for an hour, hour and a half. You want to talk about Disney princess fuck list? Yes, let's fucking do it. Ariel, mm-hmm. hell yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> and just, I mean, that's what kind of funny is to me is just having that support system, having that backup, especially then starting to talk to you guys. Yeah. And like actually fucking hanging out and talking. Yeah. Especially my fr- going to KFL 2. That was my first. KFL 2 was such a monumental moment in my life because I was always terrified of flying. Mm-hmm. I eventually got over that going to like Chicago and stuff. Yeah. Uh, my first trip to Chicago, I took a twenty-hour train ride. Never doing that shit again. Jesus. That was Amtrak. That was, yep. Okay. That that'll scare you straight to getting on a fucking plane. Yeah. Um, but I never been across the country before. I, I never thought I would ever make it to California because that was like in my mind that was such like a like if you make Hollow it in the movies or business, like, like that, yeah. yeah. Like no, there's no way I'm gonna make it to fucking California. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then sure, shit, just like taking the chance going to kfl2 like especially being I'm, i've gotten better now especially i mean you've seen the meetups i'm outgoing and whatnot i'm yeah. usually not that way mm-hmm. uh so like going on a plane alone across the country for the first time and <laughs> just taking my shoes off and going onto what is now thanks a rock uh, a nude beach <laughs> um we could talk about that later if we want yeah um, and just like the Pacific ocean, just hitting my feet and like, just looking to my right and seeing the golden gate bridge. And like, I break down yeah, again. That was and it's like all thanks to these four fucking idiots in right? a bedroom. That was something for was me. Like, KFL three. It was the first time I've ever been on a plane in my entire life. Damn. As, as, yeah. a, as a 30 year old and seeing the Pacific ocean. Yeah. Brought. Uh, an unexpected tear to my eye. I was not it's expecting being emotional seeing another ocean. Yeah. But then I was like, I've only seen half of the country, pretty yeah. much. And to experience that, it, it's it's something, it's hard to put into words for someone that like, doesn't experience it all the time. Yeah, and it's like something so that could seem so small. Yeah. Because like, people travel, that's a normal thing. People yeah. go on vacation. Mm-hmm. Like, California is a fucking tourist spot. Yep. But like, I don't know. It was just like so grounding. If that's like a that term, I could sense. fucking even describe that. Yeah. Um, and then going beyond that, more like kind of funny related stuff to KFL two, going to the first meetup at the uh, the food trucks, uh, and they're just stumbling upon this dude who's also alone, and then we just both started talking shit about. I think we we're talking about shit about like a soccer game they were playing at the meetup. Like, not really it's us. It was just, like, another group there watching soccer. Yeah. And just instantly connecting and finding another dude and instantly connecting with him. And, like, to this day, we had a group chat since KFL2, and we talk every single fucking day. Shout out to Matt and Jake. Um, awesome. And just, yeah, just, like, finding a new family. Absolutely. Like, I, like, I, I give Kind of Funny a lot of credit for helping me through a lot of shit. Yeah. But it wasn't until... I found out there like there was a Facebook group. Yeah. And, and when I joined that, then have a constant interaction with people who enjoy the same stuff that I did. Yeah. Because my friends that I grew up with, they've all moved away. They're all married, having kids. Yeah. I'm the last one on the island. So. Yeah, you're pretty stranded out there. Like landlocked wise, <laughs> like I was, I was alone. Yeah, and, and being able to jump in and talk to people who like Danganronpa and 
enjoy other Mets fans because I was the only Mets fan of my group of friends, pretty much. And, You're probably the only one in New York, still, to be no. honest. But shout out Catherine. What's up, Catherine? Nah, Catherine doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> but just Catherine by... has no taste. Ooh, Catherine, don't let him talk about that. You like that? <laughs> probably uh... get smacked next meetup. But yeah, I'll be doing that. Like I was a super shy fucking kid. Yeah. Like this to me is mind blowing that I'm sitting Dude, here on a computer same. with somebody else talking. Uh, so when I was just randomly like, Hey, I actually want to meet some of these people in real life. Cause I never thought I could afford to fly across the country or oh, even, hell yeah. or even go up to Boston for PAX East. Like yeah. that blew my, I, like, I can't, I don't have that type of money. I'm, oh, yeah, so, no. I'm struggling. Um, so I was like, let's see if anyone's around here. And the first one I did was, uh, out here on the Island. We had like 15 people show up and I was like, wow. And that was for the Ninja Turtles movie. That was for the second Ninja Wait, Turtles movie. The second one. The second one's a good film. Yeah. I like it. It was way shout better. Out, shout out to Krang. Yeah. Shout out to Krang. Shout out to Krang. Um, the homie. <laughs> so yeah. And then I've just run with it since then. And it's something and- I look forward to. You've been fucking killing it. Oh, thanks, then, man. So. I appreciate it. And Kelsey, I should probably yeah. give a shout out to Kelsey. Yeah. What up, Kelsey? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kelsey? For people who don't know, you and Kelsey met through Kind of Funny. Yeah. Right. Uh, Kelsey is my girlfriend for yeah. people. Who, if if uh, you've yeah. seen the promposal, at least if you haven't seen the promposal, you should. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> the promposal. I guess you can watch it if you want to. That was more just for her. But <laughs> um, yeah, I. Kelsey Lynn Lewis, who helps Kyle out with all the New York meetups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we met, I think we like actually met sometime two years ago for like a around New York Comic Con. Yeah. Um, this is back when I was in a really weird relationship. Uh, during that Comic Con specifically, I, it was like that weekend was like my third anniversary with my girlfriend at the time uh, while figuring or dealing with the fact that she was cheating on me mm-hmm. and trying to keep her in my life and like just this weird fucked up weekend. Yeah. Um and she invited me to the meetup. I'm sure you were at the meetup and stuff and just like to hang out and like have a good time and I was not in the mood to like interact with people. So I didn't. Mm-hmm. And that was that. We didn't talk since then. That was it. We like stayed as Facebook friends and we like liked each other shit throughout the year like whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like normal civilization yeah. now, sadly. Um and then back in, God, when was the Mario Kart stuff? That was last May. Last May. I think May? around Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. So it must have been April. Yeah, because they did the birthday stream, right? With Greg? With Mario Kart? Yeah, I think so. So I'm sure a lot of you guys remember that there was when Mario Kart launched, Greg was doing a lot of shit talking uh, about being the best and blah, blah, blah. He's a fucking loser. Um. <laughs> So I've decided to throw my hat in the ring, and I, during my lunch break one day, I just wrote a song. Like, I had an hour, so I wrote a song, I recorded it quickly, mixed it, I sent it out to Greg. Mm -hmm. Essentially just shit-talking Greg Greg and calling him out and challenging him. And uh, it just so happened that Kelsey listened to that morning show, and she shot me a message. She was like, hey, this song is really cool, blah, blah, blah. It's like, hey, thanks. And we talked more and more and more mm-hmm. i eventually found out she was single which i did not know mm-hmm. and 
being a, a little boy, I took advantage of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, we did that first meetup for Guardians. It was yeah. my first meetup. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, seeing her at Penn Station with you and Joe. Uh, side note, I miss Joe. Joe, where I are do. you? Yeah. Come to the meetup, please. Um, And just, like, seeing her talking to you and Joe and just, like fucking clicking that like i knew this is it like i knew it was gonna be something special yeah uh and then we that was like the first time actually like interacting with each other in person and like mm-hmm. we were hanging out in that five guys and harry was like so are you a thing or yeah. and then just us like super close <laughs> to each other just like uh no nah, but probably yeah we, we spent the whole day together i think we we had a good turnout that was like close to 20 that was a good turnout. people yeah um and we went all the way to a bar that night, and yeah. I remember you two sitting next to each other, and we didn't know what the situation was. And Harry yeah. kept going. <laughs> he, our, our another best friend, who I hope to get on the show eventually, Harry. Yes. Uh, He's too busy catching Pokemon for this shit, though. Yeah. <laughs> he he just kept asking, like, Kyle, do you know if they're a thing? I go, I have no <laughs> idea. I just met Mike today. And, yeah. But um, that's awesome. But no, yeah, we, like, instantly clicked. I, even after the movie, like, you guys were, like, way ahead. We were just, like, slowly walking and talking. I yeah. grabbed her. I This is going to sound really violent. I, I just, like, put that sentence in my head. And yeah. it like, sounds super fucking sketchy. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I just, like, I took her to the side, like, in this, like, corner and, like, kissed her for the first time. And then that kiss was, like, yeah, no, this is how it's supposed to be. Like, this per- this is a generally good person in a community that I know are filled with genuinely good people. Yeah. And like, I guess I'm sorry, Kelsey, if we're not really talking about this with other people, uh, like now, like not even a year, I think it's going to be, I think Jesus Christ, I shouldn't say that. Uh, Our anniversary is May 13th. (laughs) Uh, so almost a year. And we're already talking about like getting a place together and stuff. And like, I'm probably going to end up with this girl. And all thanks to this fucking, this group of four idiots in a bedroom talking about video games and fucking Disney princesses. And it's just weird how, like, this stuff worked out. That's Weird in the best way possible. Yeah. That's why, for Kind of Funny Prom, you guys are my king and queen vote. Damn straight. It's got to happen. I mean, listeners, did anybody else write and record a badass song with like a really cool music video dancing as a fucking Pikachu and a Pac-Man right? no I don't think so so Nobody where's my did. crown exactly. where's my crown engrave so, it now engrave it now Snowbike Mike nah sorry <laughs> I love uh, you Snowbike but no yeah so that's that's awesome and yeah just life's good man exactly life's I can't great. complain exactly and it's thanks to you it's thanks to Kelsey it's thanks to the guys like I can't complain yeah, it, it's hard to come up with things to to cl- complain about nowadays, other than kids being annoying. But oh, <laughs> where the where's that coming from? <laughs> uh, below me, fucking scratching at me. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you gotta give me a few. All right, we're you're gonna deal with the cat. <laughs> That's fine. So, whatever. It, it's it's our uh, it's our audience. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into the questions. We have three let's questions for you, Mike. Okay. They're all from the one and only Zyger, the first guest on the show. Fantastic. The first question 
which we both said beforehand, <laughs> is quite the question, Zyger. Uh, the question was, a strange, mysterious man approaches you. He presents you a button. For every time you push said button, you'll receive a million, in parentheses, tax-free dollars. Okay. But someone close to you dies. Do you push the button? And if so, how many times? I have a I'm couple questions. Sh- okay. What are your questions? L- let's let's set the playing field first. Okay. Uh, what is this man wearing? That's where you went to? Yeah. Uh, is this is this like a dude in a like a nice suit and no. like so clean what, shaven like what I pictured when I read that question was um, Slugworth from Willy dude Yorka. I was just gonna say that <laughs> yeah so that's what I pictured so imagine okay. Slugworth okay um, no that was my only question Slugworth, oh, okay. Slugworth answers all that I, um, straight up I would say no I don't know if I could do that because it doesn't so say how, how you get, close. Well, that's the thing. It doesn't say you you pick the family member. I'm sure. Uh, so is it? So no. He did he say family member or just somebody said, close? Oh, close to you. Oh, yeah, close to me. And is that like emotionally close or like wise? proximity? Yeah. Oh, this this throws a wrench into my my decision. So proximity, I'll <laughs> go <laughs> up to somebody I fucking hate, and yeah, I'll hit it. Okay. Absolutely. As long as it's as long as it's not at a meetup. Yeah, no. <laughs> don't, I'll just don't. I'll just go anywhere in Times Square. I'll hit that shit out of that button. Okay. <laughs> uh, but if it's close in the way he's probably talking about, yeah. Uh, is it terrible that I'm actually thinking about it? <laughs> it's not terrible. <laughs> I I think it's terrible that he said how many times do you press it. it That's true. So we know what his answer is. <laughs> how many times did you press it, Zyger? That's what I want to know. I would hit it once. One time? Yeah. That's respectable, but can you imagine the guilt <laughs> that you would the guilt you would walk around with? Would you have any guilt? But you know how much shit I go buy? <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. Uh second question from Zyger. <laughs> Favorite type of milkshake? Ooh. So. Oh. I recently brought you or we brought each other. I don't know. Fucking our meetup was at Alamo Draft House recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that your first time at Draft House? I forgot. Uh, no, I went to the one in SF. But right. Yeah. Uh, what did you order, by the way? First time, just... nothing. Okay. Second time, I um, I took a little bit of food from the person I was sitting next to. I didn't order anything on my own, other than a beer. <laughs> Stranger or somebody no. we knew? No, a fellow best friend I was there <laughs> okay. with. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, so Alamo Draft House has a hefty selection of milkshakes. I was eyeing them. Uh, good call for just eyeing them because they're fifteen dollars. Oh, I but, didn't notice the price. Okay. Yeah, no. But uh, they have, for me personally, the chocolate chip cookie milkshake. Ooh. I, if I could have sex with a milkshake, I would have sex with that milkshake. <laughs> it's that damn good. It's that damn good. It's just like. It's a vanilla shake, but with crushed chocolate chips in it, and chocolate chip, like actual chocolate chip cookies in it. And like once in a while, you get like a, just a chunk of a cookie, and it's just like, oh, I'm like literally drooling yeah. talking about it. See, oh, it's so good. It's it's Lent for me right now, so I gave up sweets and soda. Mm. And you just saying the word chocolate chip is, <laughs> it's making me itch. Like I need it. Like I'm getting that Doesn't... the heroin addiction itch going on, dude. Math rules. Sweets and sodas cancel each other out. You're good. 
Oh, fuck, yes. All right. Mom, I'm going shopping. <laughs> Math over God. <laughs> and then Zegger's last question. Wait, wait, what's your what's your milkshake? Oh, uh, straight up just chocolate. I'm a very okay. basic man. I don't need any anything. from anywhere specific. And this is gonna sound real corny. Uh, it's the McDonald's chocolate shake. You, I mean, you can't go wrong shake. With it. It's cheap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So th- that's what I would go for. But I haven't had a milkshake in a long time. Mm. We gotta change that. Uh, do you? Because I, I yeah. think I think I might be lactose intolerant. So I don't know if we want to. Test it out. I, the only way to f- confirm it is to test it out. All right. Well, All right. As long as we're near a bathroom, that's I'm ready fine. to go. Uh, so Zyger's last question is: What shampoo do you use, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for audio listeners, the yeah. only listeners, uh, my head is shaved, so I use a Dollar Shave Club shaving cream. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Uh, it depends whatever's in the shower. Yeah. When yeah. I was little, I used to use L'Oreal for kids. Oh, with the little fish bottles? The fish bottles, yeah. Fuck yes, no, yeah. No tears, no knots? No tears. Get that watermelon? <laughs> oh my god, yeah. That was the one to go to. No tears, no knots is like my favorite emo song title. <laughs> it's a fucking Fallout Boy title. That totally is. Yeah. Um... But speaking of, why did you decide to shave it? Uh, I was losing it. You were losing it? <laughs> yeah, just Get rid up. of it like a Band-Aid? Uh, so what I was referencing earlier with my ex-girlfriend like being sketchy and cheating on me and stuff, yeah. I, it was a very stressful period in my life. Probably starting with that and all mm-hmm. that stuff, transitioning to that, I, it started thinning out up top. I started getting a bald spot in the back. And then yeah. this past year, it just like kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Just get rid of it. Let's do it. Uh, it was it's, a really. It, it suits you, Mike. Thank you. I've been hearing great. that a lot. Like so, like people are like, "No, you can't go back. This is you." Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Good. It's, it's the same thing with Greg now with the beard. I know. Oh my! I, God. I, I can't imagine him without a beard. No, he looks so good with it. Oh, it's so good. I want to touch it. <laughs> I bet it's as soft as Portillo. I bet you it is. But like, <laughs> I I shaved it back in December. Uh, me and Kelsey were going to um, a holiday party at her job. And my plan was to shave it the night before or the morning before my flight to uh, PSX just so I could, like, go to California and then, like, kind of sneak away without any of my family seeing it. See, yeah. Because, sh- no. She knew. Go away. Your cat knew that you did it. He <laughs> disapproves of it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we had a holiday party the week before. So, like, going in the shower and just holding the trimmer and, like, shaking, like, oh, am I going to do this and just turning on saying fuck it and doing like an irreversible swivel yeah and it's like all right i have to do it now yeah and no it turned out good i don't know if i could if i could pull it off i think you can if you keep the beard you can the secret is the beard this thing is getting unruly and i don't know what to do with it get a trimmer or save it for prom we go to nick's beard guy yes yeah that's i we gotta try to find that out yeah who that is like I know a bunch of the girls are, are planning to go get their hair done. We need. Yeah, to go, I somehow I somehow to go got to invited Nick's... to that. Oh, did you? <laughs> I, it's like a group thing, but I saw it, it was just like in there. I was like, all right, uh, like I guess. So while they do that, we'll go and we'll round up a bunch of best friends. We're going to Nick's beard guy. Yes, that'd be awesome. Hell yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, so Mike, uh, thank you so much. Thank you for, for coming on. This this was Dude, awesome. Like, 
Seriously, this is such a... I mean, I've told you countless times, this yeah. is such a fucking cool idea. Yeah. And, like, to be on the second episode, fuck you, Zyger, uh, <laughs> is such... A, it's, like, such an honor. And, like, even when you asked me to do the song, it was, like... No, it was just so fun. I just love this idea, and it's going to be super successful, and Thank I you, man. can't wait to listen to it. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, man. So, yeah, Mike, where can they uh, where can they check you out? God, so many places. Yeah. Um, I want them to hear your music. <laughs> so, personally, you can follow me at Tedro1214 on Twitter. That's T-E-E-D-R-O 1214. Uh, same with Instagram. But my more professional stuff, uh, it's... The easiest way to find me is MikeToundro.com. A lot of my personal, like, music is on there. A lot of my clientele work is on there. Uh, There is a link to my Instagram. Um, One of my New Year's resolutions this year is to write and record just a video with my iPhone of a song a week. So um, I've been trying to keep that up. I'm on week, I think this week would be week 11. Um, And it could be just, like, an original thing. It could be a cover. It could be a weird jam-out thing with, like, an old fucking drum pad like whatever i feel like doing um i usually post that up on saturdays and then i throw it in the kind of funny facebook group just to like show off what i'm doing yeah um yeah that's pretty much it mike tj 1214 sweet see me on the streets yeah yeah I'll, I'll be at pax east if anybody wants to hang out i'll be at kf prom if anybody wants to hang out as the king out. as the king you must kiss the ring finger and wakanda forever <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, you can follow me at Houdet Ninja seventy three everywhere. Look for the man, with, man with the green beard. Um, and you can follow this podcast on Twitter at BFS Talk Funny. Um, How difficult is that to say? <laughs> it, it's it takes a while because the the whole title of the show is too long for Twitter. Mm. I, I wanted the full thing. Um, the first episode should be live as we're recording this, or very soon. Ooh. It's YouTube only right now until I figure out how to do this whole podcast thing right and get it on <laughs> iTunes and everywhere. So if you follow me, you'll know when you can listen on your favorite podcast service. And until next time, be kind to one another. Bye.